and then we're going to dig into this thing. Can I have everybody stand for the reading of God's word real quick? Mark chapter 5. And this is what it says. Jesus had commanded the tormenting evil spirit out. Get out of the man. If you don't mind, help me announce my text. Tell everybody, get out. Get out. Get out. out. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The movie Get Out was the first of its kind. It was written and directed by Jordan Peele, uh, the first horror thriller film that actually starred a black man. And uh, the villain of the movie happened to be an upper-class Caucasian family, which was kind of tripped out. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want to do that. But the main character is a brother named Chris, and he has a girl, a lady named Rose. And they're dating. Everything's fine. Everything's cool in the game until Chris goes to Rose's parents' house. Now, when he gets there, her mother specializes in hypnosis. So she hypnotizes people. So she has him in her chair. She hypnotizes Chris, and his mind is gone. He goes to a place called the sunken place. And while he's there, he's alive, he can feel, he can see, but he can't get out. He can't move, but he can see everything that's going on. He can no longer have any control over his body. Today we're going to look at a brother I believe was in the sunken place where he was by demonic possession. He was there, but he wasn't himself. And I have a sneaky suspicion while the movie is fictional, I believe the enemy is hot on somebody's trail. And he's messing up our minds and he's keeping us bound. And he needs me to tell you today that you need to get out to get free. Jesus, you know me, I got to give you some pretext before I jump into the text. Jesus chapter 5, but right at the end of chapter 4, he's telling his disciples that Jesus had a long day, arduous day of ministry. Jesus has been out telling parables and hooking things up all through chapter 4. At the end of chapter 4, he goes, he says, let's go get on a boat, y'all, and go across the sea. I'm tired. Let me hop on the boat. So Jesus hops on the boat, and when you're on your way to where God is leading you, Satan's going to make sure it's not a smooth ride. Praise God. Yeah, yeah, we think it's supposed to be smooth. Everything for God got me. He do got you. But you got to understand it's a real enemy. He ain't going to let everything be smooth or he wouldn't be doing his job. So, 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 so quit getting mad at God when Satan's coming to test your faith. Don't get mad at God when Satan's coming to test your faith. Because how do you know what your faith is if it's never been tested? So Jesus is on the boat and Jesus had a long day. So Jesus is asleep, y'all. He's sleeping on the boat. He said, I'm tired. Uh, y'all got this. We're going to the next side. And then the winds and the sea get to moving and going back and forth. And then they say, you know what? Master, master, wake up, wake up, wake up. We about to perish. They wake Jesus up by his sleep. He gets up. He rebukes the wind and the sea. And he says, peace be still. I'm trying to get you to know that you got to know you got a mighty God you serve. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, they thought they was going to die. Jesus on the boat. And if you're on a boat with Jesus, you're going to always be all right. Amen. They were scared, but they had the master on the boat. So you got to understand, we got to give him glory all the time because it's a mighty God I serve. What a mighty God I serve. Yeah, yeah. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth I adore him. Yeah. What a mighty God I serve. The sin and seas obey him. He forgave the person that betrayed him. What a mighty God we serve. You have to know that it's a mighty God you serve. Yeah. If you don't know nothing else before you leave here today, you got to know that God is God. Amen. Amen. So we jump in chapter 5. Here we are. And it reads as follows. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the other country of Gardenus, and went, and when he met, excuse me, and when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out the tombs a man with the unclean spirit. 
So Jesus' disciples have traveled. They docked the boat and immediately someone met him there. And this person has an unclean spirit. It's just it wasn't about a man, but a man who has an unclean spirit. And a pastor ain't trying to spook none of y'all. That this man had an unclean spirit. But you got to understand, if I believe in a real God who had a real son, Jesus, who died for our sins and have angels that obey him. Now, I have to believe there's a real devil. and He has demons that obey him, too. I can't have one without the other. So you got to understand that God is real. And you got to understand that he's always working our behalf. But we have an enemy that is fighting on our behalf or against us as well. So as he gets to the boat, look at this in verse 3. It says, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. Check this out. This brother likes to hang in the cemetery. Now, I don't know about you, but if you hanging in Crown Hill, I can't fool with you. I'm, just, I'm sorry. Y'all can't roll with you like that. This bro hangs out in the cemetery, so you know something's wrong with him. He has some major issues, but look what the town people did. Even the Bible says no one could chain him or bind him. They put chains about him and binding him and trust me out. Because I think many of us have felt like this, brother. When I get advice for somebody, and even though they mean good, they might not be good for me. And they advice, what it does, it says it's not good for me. It puts me in chains and binds me. Okay, okay, okay. I'm looking for a new job, and I believe I can get it. I want to get it. But it's always somebody remind me I'm not qualified enough to get that job. And what that does is create a shackle and a bind in my mind. Okay, okay. I'm waiting on God to lead me into my next relationship, and I want to love this person. And you know what? I had enough of one-night stands. I've had enough of Netflix and chill. I have enough of you supposed to love me, but you can't even post me on your social media. I had enough of all that, and so I'm looking for this next relationship, and somebody wants to say, but you nasty. But, 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 but remember, you just get around because you get around. And hey, what you think God going to do that for? God can't do that for you. They put a shackle and a bind on your mind. You got dreams and aspirations. You want to do something great in life. And God has put a plan in your mind and in your heart. And you want to do it. But somebody always want to remind you of your past and who you was. And they create shackles and binds on your mind. Be careful when people come around you and all they want to do is bind you up. Look look, look at verse 4. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And chains had been pulled apart by him. And the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. That's, that, that's amazing to me. If you've been shackled down, check it out. Sometimes it's the enemy, but sometimes it's your own self. Yeah. See, sometimes it ain't about other people. Sometimes my own mind shackles me down and gets me to a place I don't need to be. But we got to do what this brother did. He was shackled and he was bound, but he pulled the chains apart. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. You got to be willing to pull some chains apart out of your life. You got to be willing to break that stuff off your spirit, break it off your mind, break it off your heart. This brother says, you know what? The only thing that can tame me is God, not people. So I got to go to God to get tamed and break this thing off me or I'm going to be worse than before. Look at verse 5. And then he says this. And and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, cutting out and cutting himself with stones. Wow. Wow. This is why you can't let everybody talk to you. <laughs> Bro in shackles, now he didn't broke them off, but now he cut himself with stones. It's clear this brother is demon possessed and his mind is playing tricks on him because he's cutting himself. This shows me that when you are dealing with suicide or self-infliction, that it is from the enemy and you must recognize that. That God would never want you to hurt yourself. 
that's not what God for. God is for love. So the brother is cutting himself, and instead of chaining him up and trying to figure out what's wrong with him, this trips me out right here. He's cutting himself. He's chaining this. He's chaining him up. He's cutting himself. He's hurt. All these things going around. People are around, and instead of addressing him and figuring out what's wrong with him, all they care about his physical and not his mental. Why ain't nobody asking what's wrong? You want to chain me up, but you don't even know what I'm dealing with. Does it hurt to have a conversation to see what's on a person's heart, what's on a person's mind? They didn't care. Pastor loves you. I promise I do. And I want you to understand that's why we're dealing with the mind because everything you do with your body starts in your mind. And if you didn't think about it, you wouldn't even done it in the first place. So you got to be careful and have people around you that care about your mental, not just your physical. Because every action starts with a thumb. Well, you might not be cutting your stones with uh, selfish stones. Okay, maybe you're cutting yourself comparing your life to other people. Maybe that's how you're cutting yourself. I don't know. Maybe you're cutting yourself because you think you're a failure. You're not worthy. Maybe you're cutting yourself because you say, I'll never find love or I'm divorced or I'm a bad parent. Why are you cutting yourself? But I guarantee a lot of us are creating self-inflictions on ourselves and have no reason why we're doing it. Don't even know why we're doing it. There's so many ways that we could cut ourselves. We got to go to God. To stop those cuts. I love this because the brother is cutting himself. He's going through this hurt and this pain. And look at what first Zick says uh, when he saw Jesus. Uh, y'all miss y'all shout, but it's all good. I'll uh, say it again. He was cutting himself. He's hurt. He's bleeding. But when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran in worship. Amen. I ain't got no worshipers in the house, but it's okay today. Uh, when he saw Jesus, he was cutting himself. He was bleeding. He was bound. He was shackled. But when he saw Jesus, he ran afar, came to him, and worshipped him. Okay, let me break it down. Because we don't see Jesus with our physical eyes, but we see him with our heart. And my heart makes me know that he's near. So check this out. This brother is demon-possessed. That means, and he's seen him from afar. So Jesus is nowhere near his location. Can we agree with that? He's nowhere near his location because he's seen him from afar. But then he checked this out. He's demon-possessed. So that means Jesus is not even near his current situation. He's far from God. He's demon-possessed. And it trips me out because that's what we do. Our location's off. Our situation's off. And we say, you know what? I'm going to get my life together by myself. I'm going to come to church when I get right. I'm going to come to Christ when I get it together. Check this out. Jesus knows your location and he knows your situation. And where you at, he offers you salvation. Y'all missed that. He knows your location, where you at right now. He knows your situation, how bad it is. And he don't care because where you at, he can offer you salvation. But you got to go and get it. He saw Jesus from afar off. He ran and worshipped him. I love that about the brother. He was going crazy, dealing with all kind of issues. But he knew he needed some worship in his life. So this man was crazy and demon possessed, but he had enough sense to run to the Lord. When my mind is playing tricks on me, the only way to escape it is to run to the Lord. The only one to escape it is to go to his love. So y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Pastor used to rap a little bit, so I like to do double on time because I got little bars. You know what I'm saying? Y'all missed it. So so I'm saying again, when I'm escaping, the only way to escape it is to go to his love. I think I think it went like this. And my mind is so confusing. Who would be that special one? Every day I'm trying to find you, and all along I got to know, is there a place for me? I know real love, they say it has many names, but I say it has one name, and the message is very clear. And it takes time and patience to bring you near. But look at me and tell me, who can I run to? Y'all missed it, amen. I know somebody like that. So to escape, you got to know who can I run to. It said to share this empty space. 
Who can I run to somebody that loves me? You got to know that I got to run to Jesus. Not to a man, not to a woman, not to a drink, not to a club, not to a drug. If I'm going to escape all this mess I am, I got to know I got to run to Jesus. Amen. And who is Jesus? The answer to your escape. The answer. Okay, okay. He's the answer. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And whoever believes in him should not perish but have an everlasting life. He's the answer. Okay. Who can I run to? He's the answer. Uh, the Bible says he's the author and finisher of my faith, which means he knows my beginning, my end, which means he knows my middle too. So whatever I'm in right now, he already got a way of escape for me to get out of it. Uh, who can I run to? Uh, Jesus. He said, I'll be with you to the end of age. So he also going to be with me until I die and leave this earth. Who can I run to? You got to know that I got to run to Jesus. I wish I had a few people in here and say, Pastor, I used to run to people. I used to run to places, and I used to run to things. And when I ran to all this, really nothing can satisfy me. But oh, when I ran to Jesus, anybody in here know, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody save my soul. Can't nobody heal my body. Can't nobody free my mind. I didn't try it and did everything else, but can't nobody do me like Jesus. The brother ran to Jesus. You got to know that. You got to be willing to run to the Lord. And, and verse 7 says this, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Wow. When you worship Jesus, demons get irritated. He came in his physical to come worship. He's seen a need. I need to get to the Lord. I got to get there. But that demon said, hold up. I don't like this. Why are you coming messing with us, Jesus? We got it going on right now. I like messing with this brother. So you got to be careful that demons will get irritated. And sometimes... The demons will show up at other people, not you. Ah. Yeah, when you, when you come to Jesus, why are you tormenting us? Jesus has so much power. Check this out. The demons have to ask permission not to be tormented. <laughs> Think about that. Wow. He got so much power that the demons are asking permission. He got that much power, and that's why his name gets so much hate, and he gets so much offended, because don't nobody want you to talk about Jesus, because it's power in the name of Jesus. You, you better know that it's power in the name of Jesus. Well, I don't know what to pray, and I don't know what to say sometimes. I know if I said Jesus, I said enough, amen? There's power in his name, so the demons is tripping, and look what happens. Jesus comes up to him and says, Jesus had commanded the torment evil spirit out. Get out this man. And then he asks, this is, what is your name? And he answered, this is the spirit, my name is Legion, for we are many. Uh, also, he begged him honestly that he would not send him out the country. Uh, so this man is possessed, not just by one, but a legion of spirits. Now, in history, the Roman military, they considered when they put a legion out to go to war, to be at least 6,000 soldiers. Just to give a mind from what we're dealing with here, is what they would say. So he's begged him, he says, you know what? Uh, help us out, Jesus, don't, don't come tormenting us. And look at what the spirit is saying to him. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. In verse 13, and at once Jesus came, gave them permission. Then the unclean spirit went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned into the sea. So I'm trying to teach y'all about prayer and how powerful prayer is and how prayer is everything. That to get to where you need to get in God, you, you got to love him. You got to worship him. But that prayer life is something else. That connection right there will bring you to another level. That connection right there is awesome. And it trips me out. Did these demons just put in a prayer request? <laughs> Did demons just ask for permission from Jesus to do something? The Jesus, so this lets you know that the, even the devil and his demons are in subjection because God has all power. So we got to have faith to get to the next move. But, 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 but trust me out, 
How do demons ask for permission and then we don't ask for no permission? How do a demon ask for permission where to go and we don't ask any permission to do anything? We live our life, move how we want to move, shake how we want to shake, bake how we want to bake, and then when it don't go right, we won't blame God. But even the demons had enough sense to know he has all power. So I got to ask for permission before I even get to make this next move. Something to think about. Just something to think about. Put that in your mental Rolodex. So Jesus sends the swine into the pig, unclean animals. There were about 2,000 pigs. So I guess it's safe to say to at least there were about 2,000 demons in this man. There were 2,000 pigs. And they ran down the hill to the cliff and they drowned. And while we don't know why they granted that, why Jesus granted their request, I have no idea why he granted their request. The Bible doesn't tell me. So my best guess would be, and this would be a guess, I would think that Jesus said, you know what? I want them to see the forces that they're against. To know that it's real. That's a real God out here. It's a real devil. And I love my people. And you got to understand that you are fighting against some real evil out here. Don't think things happen by chance. Don't think anything. When you open yourself up, things might come in. You got to be careful and mindful what you're doing. Because check this out. Demons get gateways to enter us through sin. So when we open ourselves up to sin, that's when they come around. They might not enter you personally, but they're there to push you to that wrong decision. They're there to tempt you to go do something outside the will of God. So we got to be careful when we're lying, cheating, stealing, or we're in anger, whatever we're doing. And we're not going into repentance. I give myself open to influence by the enemy. The easiest way they come is through STDs. Y'all didn't know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those sexually transmitted demons. Yeah, yeah, that's what those are. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. Be careful because when the two become one flesh and we do that, we move that way, that is still against God's will. So now we open ourselves to people. Now I'm tripping because why am I so mad and angry because you've been dealing with this person? Why come we can't get along? Why do I have, now I have thoughts and I have suicidal thoughts and I'm mad because this person got all kind of issues and because I've left this person in my life and get too close to me now, now I'm taking on their character, I'm taking on their behaviors, I'm taking on their issues and now I can't figure out what's wrong with me because I'm depressed and I'm down. Everybody's like, what's wrong with you? You don't even look like yourself. You don't even act like yourself because you've been dealing with the jokers. Be careful. Don't open yourself up because that's how demons roll. So, 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 look what happened. So, 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 those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in their city and in their country, and they went out to see what it was that happened. So, everybody's coming out the woodworks now. Look at verse fourteen. Everybody won't know what happened. Everybody like, yeah, we gotta see what happened. The swine just went off the cliff. They died. The pigs is dead. What's going on? Everybody coming out the woodworks to see what's happening. Check it out. Verse 15 says, they came to Jesus and saw the one. I'm going to stop right there because everybody wants to see what happened. They came to Jesus, but I didn't see nobody worship him. They didn't come like the man. They came to Jesus, but they didn't come to worship him. So everybody that comes to Jesus don't acknowledge him as God. Everybody that's coming don't acknowledge him as Lord. It's a difference between acknowledging him as Lord and just coming to him. The Bible is clear. Check this out. There will be wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody that goes to church don't mean that they're part of the church. Mm-hmm. We got to be careful and be able to understand and dissect that and make sure my relationship is right with God, that I love him and I know where I'm going because the enemy sends false people. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. There will be false prophets. The Bible said there will be sheep's and wolves' clothing. They will have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. They came to Jesus, yeah. but they didn't come to worship. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful. Who you come to worship. See, Jesus said this, that a tree will be known by his fruit. If the fruit don't match his word and his action, it ain't his fruit. Mm-hmm. We got to understand that he said this, that every tree that bears good fruit 
represents him. Those that don't will be cut down and burned. So we can't get caught up when we see people that claim to be like Jesus and don't act like him. Because Jesus is going to handle that. He judged the tree by his fruit. Our job is to make sure I represent him right. Because for every person that's wrong, it's going to be some people that's right. So you just got to make sure you're able to give an account for your faith, give an account for your life, and know what you believe in. So when people misrepresent him... You can represent them right. Because yeah. we all know there are people that have companies, right? So, 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 you're a to somewhere, a company, and, and let's just say you went to Chick-fil-A, for, for example. I love Chick-fil-A, praise God. Lord's chicken, so good to me. But just say Chick-fil-A. And say one time, I don't think this ever happened, but you got to deal with a bad employee. Just horrible attitude, no my pleasure, no nothing, no thank you, just take your food and go. Now, that person might do us, might have represented them that day, but do they represent everything about Chick-fil-A? We know we get good service. We know we get this. So don't let one bad seed spoil the bunch. We won't let it do it in our favorite food place. Amen. But we do it with the church. Amen. Let one person in the church make a mistake. I knew they was all devils. I knew, I knew, I knew. I ain't never going to church again. And I ain't messing with them no more. They all devils. Why don't you get to lump the church together like that? But you don't do it about your favorite food place. Amen. You don't do it about your favorite resort. You don't do it about nothing else. But only when it comes to the church. And I get it because people are supposed to represent God. But you got to understand if you read the scriptures for yourself. It's been false prophets since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's been people lying since the beginning. Yeah. Trying to manipulate people to get that game for God. So don't get caught up in that. You make sure you know what you know. Yeah. And if you read and know what you know. God will lead you to the right place. Yeah. It's only the ones that are deceived because they don't read. They don't understand. They don't work. So when a man get up here and say all kind of foolish, they hop to it because I trust him. But you got to be accountable for your own life. Amen. If I say this is the everlasting word of God, if I say this is for your soul, don't you think you need to have something to do with it? Amen. Instead of believing everything a man got to say? Amen. Come on, challenging the church. So look at, look at, look at verse 15 it says, then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and the legions sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. I make sure I shout. It's cool. I think I said he had about two thousand demons in him. I think I said he was chained up. I think I said he was crazy cutting himself. And then it says they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed with a legion. They, they missed that. It's cool. Y'all miss y'all shout. Who had been? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every time I see deliverance, I get a little excited, man. Cause when I see somebody that had been something, it do something for me, amen. Because if I know they had been something. And God did it for them. Oh, I know he can do it for me. Check this out. Had been, this brother had 2,000 demons in him. And now he's free from all that was. Had been. So if he had 2,000, God can handle my 500 issues. Praise God. If I got 500 issues, God can handle mine. If he handled his 2,000, come off. Any man being Christ, he is a new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's a bedrock scripture from our church. Our church was founded on that. Because when God comes in you, he makes you a new person. I, lo- I, lo- I love that. I love that. That, that, that he came to Christ. I'm sorry. I just love it. And he said, who had been. Uh, 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 when I witness testimonies, I get happy because I got so many had been weed smokers. Uh, and he had been alcoholics. And he had been fornicators. So when you had been something and God take it from you, you get free. You can shout about it. You can give him glory because I had been because what I used to be is not where I'm at. And even though I might not be where I want to be, I can look back and say I'm not where I used to be. When God put some had been in your life, you ought to give him glory. You ought to give him some praise for being some had been because some people are still struggling with it. Some people are still dealing with it. And it was about his grace and his mercy. I got a had been testimony. I loved it. I loved that. Uh, uh, he had been, and then the brother with all the issues is sitting there clothed 
in his right mind and they afraid. Hold on, hold on. Earlier in the text, he was running through cemeteries. Crazy as all what? They came to him and chained him up and bind him. He was cutting himself and they kept coming to him. But now he's clothed in his right mind and they were afraid of him. It amazes me how when we acting crazy, ain't nobody afraid of us. Right. <laughs> when I'm crazy as I want to be, nobody afraid of me. If I tell you I got a couple of couple the hands, you're going to say I'm coming through. Uh-huh. If I say I got some gas, you're going to say I'm coming through. If I say I got some perks, bars, or molly, you're going to say I'm coming through. Nobody going to question none of that. But when I say I love Jesus, right. Watch now people afraid of me? Watch Come on. That, that's a trick to me. The brother has shackles on. He's chained up. He's strong enough to break chains and shackles. That's some crazy strength. I wouldn't want to come near you. I scared you gonna snap my neck. He's strong enough to break chains and shackles. He's cutting himself, and everybody is around him and don't mind putting him back in them chains and shackles in the cemetery. Now he's clothed in his right mind, and people are afraid not to get too close to him. Why is that? How's it when I'm in my right mind? People don't give me none of that. When I'm in my right mind, I don't get nobody's time. But when I'm crazy, people give me all their time. They, they're here for it. It's a trip. I got to get to the point that I ain't afraid if I lose people because I get close to Jesus. Yeah, Thank you, Lord. yeah that's, that's, that's tough to swallow. Yeah, I can't be afraid that some people going to disown me or discredit me or not want to be around me if I get close to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing because when I get free, people don't get upset by me when I'm crazy and stuck in sin, but they get upset and look at me strange when I'm dancing to a new tune. Right. Yeah, they get upset when I was lost, but now I'm found. Yeah. They get upset when I was bound, but now I'm free. Don't get upset when you see me giving God glory when you was all hyped when I was sinning with the devil. Don't be upset with me now. I'm on a new path. You should be happy for me. I'm trying to bring you to this marvelous light. Amen. We got to be careful when people don't want to be around us when we sane and not crazy. Mm-hmm. See, some people like you when they think they're crazy. Why? Because they can control you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. When you got your mind, you easy to control. When they think they can manipulate you, you're crazy. You're easier to manipulate. You don't have a sound mind. So you're easier to tell certain things to, to believe certain lies. You're a lot more gullible when you're crazy. See, when you're crazy, you're not looking out for your own good sometimes. You get so absorbed with other people and make sure they're good. And now your mental health and your body goes through and you're not helping yourself. You're going crazy trying to do everything for everybody else. And everybody got to have some time to have some self-reflection. Everybody got to have some time to have some self-perseverance. Jesus, that's real. But when I'm crazy... But if you don't mind, elbow somebody and tell them I ain't crazy no more. Praise God. Amen. Thank Jesus I ain't crazy no more. That he freed my mind. He freed my soul. That toxic relationship. That toxic person. That person I ain't had to deal with no more. Jesus made my soul. I'm not crazy no more. I thank God he has freed me and clothed me in my right mind. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. And, and, and then we almost done, y'all. We're about to get up out of here. And verse 16 says this. And those who saw it told them how it happened, who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they begged, began to plead with him to depart from their region. Wow. I'm sorry. If I saw somebody that was crazy, out they mind, running through the cemetery, cutting themselves crazy, they got clothes on, they talking to me like a normal person, and I know Jesus did it, and Jesus cast 
snatched that stuff out of him, sent it to some swine, and then the swines killed himself. That's not the testimony to me, amen? I would be grateful I got to witness that and know that Jesus is a healer, he's a deliverer, he's all these things, but, but not these folk, not these folk. They, they, they heard, they began to plead with him to depart for their region. So the closer you get with Jesus, certain people will move farther away from you. Thank you. Because I'm not crazy no more. Yeah. Your mind will make you think something's wrong with you because people move away. But you got to understand when I get close to Christ, because Jesus says this, check this out, that you got to love me above all things. Uh-huh, that you got to put me above all. Why, why I got to put him above all? Because he's the reason I have a wife. He's the reason I have a mother. He's the reason I have children. He's the reason I have everything. So I can't put anything above him. Yeah. He's the reason I got it all. He's the reason I can breathe in my lungs. He's the reason I'm alive. He's the one I got strength. I got health. He's the reason for everything. So when he's the reason, I don't mind giving him glory. See, once I experience the life-changing power of Jesus, if people want their sin more than they want him, they will make you feel crazy for changing. Mm-hmm. Mm, I get that. When people want their sin more than they want him, they make you feel crazy for changing your mind. You just have to stay on the path and know God is God. Amen. Amen. So the brother gets healed, he gets delivered, and look at what Jesus says right here. This is the last, the last two verses of the chapter. And it says... The brother came to Jesus real quick. I'm 18 and on there, but the brother came to Jesus. He's free now. He's been delivered. He's like, Lord, let me go with you. I got to roll with Jesus. You didn't did this for me. You didn't free me. Took all these demons out of me. Let me roll with you. And it says, however, Jesus did not permit him to come, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Amen. Think about this. The brother wanted to roll with Jesus. See, we didn't realize that Jesus was already still rolling with him. Amen. See, I delivered you. I never left you. I'm not going to leave you. I never leave you and forsake you. I'm the author and finisher of your faith. Amen. Jesus said, I'm with you to the end of ages. So Jesus was never going to leave him. But guess what? And there's some people that wasn't there to see the testimony. Amen. And the only way they was going to find out what Jesus had done if he had gone and tell them what he had done. Amen. He goes, says, go and tell your friends. Go home to your friends. And tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had compassion on you. The reason that Jesus, I feel, is not getting magnified like he should, because we're scared to tell people. If Jesus had delivered you from anything, you've got to be willing to tell somebody. If he kept your mind sane through a crazy situation, you've got to be willing to tell somebody. If he blessed you unexpectedly and you prayed and you prayed and you fasted for it, it's a reason for it's time for you to tell somebody. The reason the church can't grow and prosper is because we be quiet on our blessings. God has done some miraculous things in our life, and we sit there and be quiet and don't give him no glory. No, Jesus said, you need to go and tell everybody what I did. And why? And the brother said that the brother went home, and all that seen him marveled at what God had done. That's all I got to tell you. That's the end of my message. That's it today. Then when you get to a point in your life and you get to following God and God gets to break things off you and God gets to make you a new person, giving you a new heart, giving you a new mind, giving you a new soul, new soul gets to cleaning you up and making you brand new. It is your job to go tell somebody. It is your duty as a Christian to go tell somebody. Because if I don't tell somebody, somebody might be dealing with what I was dealing with last year. Somebody might be dealing with what I was dealing with five years ago. Somebody might be in a toxic relationship and I can save them by telling them, no, you need to get out of there. You need to move and go that way. Somebody might be dealing with a bad situation. No, somebody might need a new job. I can hook them up, whatever the case may be. If God has blessed you, 
you got to share your testimony. It is through our testimony that the kingdom of God is elevated, it is glorified, and it grows by us sharing the good news. Amen. Amen. We give God a praise in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for your love and your compassion for your people. And I don't know what everybody's going through today. I don't know. I have no idea. But I know God said get out. That's what I do know. Yeah. That, that, that I had another message planned. I was dealing with it and struggling. And God said get out. And somebody need to get out. Amen. That your mind is bind up. That your mind is so tight because you're dealing with this and dealing with that. And God is saying give me your mind. The Bible says let this mind be in you that also was in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Which means that I need to have the mind of Christ if I'm going to get somewhere. The words that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you may be able to prove what is acceptable in the perfect will of God. Be ye transformed. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the only way God can transform us is not by our actions. Even though our actions play a part in our life, don't get me wrong. But until we get our mind right, check this out. You can play the music. Check this out. That, 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 that. My body will follow my mind. So I must train my mind for my body to follow. You got to train your mind. You got to feed your mind scripture. You got to feed your mind prayer. You got to feed your mind because your mind controls your thoughts. And your thoughts control your actions. And your actions determine your outcome. And if God ain't involved in none of those minds and none of those thoughts, how do you think he's going to control your actions? And then you can't get mad at him and blame him when your actions got you in the spot you didn't want to be in anyway. When you can't gave him your mind. See, when I give him my mind, it's easier to give him my heart. My heart and mind are connected. So if you know you need to give Jesus your heart and your mind today, let today be your day. And say, God, I need to give you my heart and my mind. I've been doing this my way for too long. And my way is causing me heartache. It's causing me pain. It's causing me strife. It's causing me hurt. It's causing me too much. And I'm sick of doing it my way. My way hurts me. My way works for a little bit. Or, or maybe I'm doing this. I tell Jesus to take the wheel. But as soon as I can see the road is clear, give me the wheel back. I can handle it from here, Lord. I know, I know you got us here. I know, I know you went through all the curves and the terrain. I know you went through all the mountains and you went through all the hard parts. I know that, but it looked clear. Now, go ahead and give me back the wheels. I got it now, Jesus. I can take it from here. Jesus. And see, that's a double mind. A double mind. The Bible says a person with a double mind is unstable in all his ways. And then we wonder why we unstable. One minute we hype, one minute we love. One minute we love God, one minute we don't want to go to church. One minute we love God, one minute I want to pray. One minute we love God, I don't want to read his word. We back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And God wants to break that cycle. But you got to be your first priority. Anybody in here want to make Jesus their first priority? And say, Lord, I'm tired of making you second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sometimes you tenth. But I need to fix things, Lord. I need to make you my number one priority. I need to give you my mind because my mind has played enough tricks on me in my life. Started on me when I was a kid. I was dealing with, stuff, dealing with stuff since I was a little kid. And some of that stuff from my little childhood is affecting me right now. Yeah, That's why I want to press and raise these babies healthy. We want to raise them better than we was raised. We want them to have a different childhood in God. Not just giving them things. A different childhood in Christ. So when you're 16, you got a whole different mind than I had. You're able to say, you know what, I love God. I don't care what y'all doing. I can stand up against that. I'm cool off peer pressure. I'm cool off what y'all doing. I love God. I ain't got to go that way. I ain't got to act that way. I ain't got to live that way. I love God. 
So if anybody says, you know what, I want to give my mind and my heart to Jesus today. I need to get out of this thing. Or maybe you need some special prayer. We're here to pray for you, love you, whatever the case you may need. But 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 I need to get out. My mind is trapped. It's, I'm tripping over it. I, I feel bound at times. I need to get out. This thing is tormenting me long enough. And God says, get out and be free. But you got to make the choice to be free. I don't care how good the food looks. I don't care if it's a whole smorgasbord. I don't care if it's gold corral set up until you decide to go eat. And so, so you decide to pick up your fork. And so you decide to put that food in your mouth. You're not breaking free. You got to make a conscious decision for Christ. Lord, y'all better get a little hype for me. Hey, man, we, that's that patty cake. We don't patty cake up in here, up in here. We don't patty cake. I told you last week, the angels rejoice over one. If you need special prayer, if you need your life, whatever you may need, you need to move some stuff all from God. Hallelujah. Give glory to God. Amen. Give glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I need to get a little hype for me. I'm sorry. I can't do dry. God been too good. He's been too kind. He's been too merciful. He's been too good. He's been too great. And you need to get out of your mind. Get out. Get out. That was the word God gave me today. Get out. We trapped in our minds. We are trapped. And that's why it plays tricks on us because we are not getting out. And I'm moving the movie to get out. I ain't trying to ruin it for you, but 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 their brother was struggling, their brother's mind was caught up. They had total control over him. But until he took that cotton off that seat and put it in his ears. The mom's hypnosis worked every time. But the brother put the cotton in his ears. Why? Because I gotta watch what I listen to. If I keep listening to people that don't mean me no good, it's gonna mess up my mind. If I keep poking something in my ear gauge that means me no good, check this out. He wasn't able to get free and out the sunken place. And so he put the cotton in his ears. God needs to put some cotton in your ears. You need to change your ears. Open them up for what God has. Y'all know me, I don't do I don't do altar call wrong because I, I don't I can't scare you in heaven, I can't scare you into Jesus, none of that. If I gotta scare you, that means you don't really love him in the first place. So I don't scare nobody. But if you need something for God, I'm so serious today. Whatever, if you need something for God, please make your way up here today. You need to be saved, you need prayer, whatever the case you may be. You got to get out. God wants to do the man had two thousand demons and Jesus freed them. Jesus freed him. Jesus wants to free you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Last call before I pray with these individuals. I'm about to see what y'all need prayer for, whatever y'all need today. And uh, we're about to declare, we're about to break cycles in this place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We believe in the power of prayer. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God.
truth, we declare your word that it is mine be in us, that it's also in Christ Jesus, oh God. We need you to break us free right now, God. Like you did the man with shackles, like you did the man with chains, oh God. We declare you breaking us free today, Father God. We like to put a song of freedom we sung earlier today, Father God. And we are experiencing a new level of freedom in your love, in your grace, in your mercy, oh God. I'm praying, oh God, for every parent representative here, oh God. Give them strength, oh God, whether they're a single parent or married. Give them strength, oh God, to love on those kids, oh God. Raise them up in the admission of the Lord, oh God. Bless the parents to increase their faith, oh God. For the kids' faith can be increased, oh God. Bless them, oh God. Give them, oh God, jobs they need jobs, oh God. Housing when they need housing, oh God. Financial blessings, oh God, and breakthroughs, oh God. Whatever they stand in the need of, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray for a spirit of peace today, oh God. That we need peace in our minds to get out, God. And your word declares, oh God, you should keep us in perfect peace whose mind is set up on thee, oh God. So I declare some minds to be set up on you today in the name of Jesus, oh God. We need our minds to be free. We need peace, oh God. We need deliverance, oh God, from anything that is not like you, whether it be sexual temptation, oh God, if it's drugs, oh God, if it's alcohol, whatever it is, oh God, that has us bound, oh God, if it's a person that we're addicted to, oh God, whatever it is that has us bound, oh God, we ask you to break it free right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, and we cast those enemies and those demons
All right, everyone. Our pastor is still praying. We're going to go ahead and do our tithes and offering. Amen. Amen. Y'all can do better than that. Y'all give to God. Amen. 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 So if you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will give it to you. Amen. If you need to swipe, you can come back, come and swipe. Amen. This is Charlotte. We'll have a swipe in the bag. Cash app. Cash app is on the screen right there. 